When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. It's that time we welcome in Mr. Blackshirt himself, a Monday with Charlie, Coach Charlie McBride. Coach, how was the weekend? How's the weather? The weather's great, and the weekend was good. It is, it's just overcast here, you know, all the time. <laughs> but it's... It's uh, the weather's been good. I mean, it's for this time of year. That is good to hear. Uh, it's kind of been dark and gloomy uh, a lot of the day today here, but uh, hoping that there's a little bit of sunshine. I would not bet on it, though. Uh, a little bit of sunshine for Nebraska football fans. I want to get your thoughts on the new defensive coordinator. He was Hired last week, officially, the statement went out Friday, Tony White was at Syracuse, and a number of people are are praising the hire. It's not a familiar hire for Matt Rule. It's somebody that he's never uh, worked with professionally. Now they did cross over player to coach at UCLA, and coach, he wants to be fast and aggressive on defense. How's that sound to you? Well, fast sounds good and aggressive sounds good. You know, anytime you get, you know, that have that philosophy a lot of times, I think it's, uh, you know, it's important um, that, you know, I think, you know, you, you, you do the same thing I think most coaches want to do is, you know, try to stop the run first and then, you know, force them into throwing the ball. Uh, it's the smart thing to do around here. I know they were they were able to play inside at Syracuse, and that that makes a difference too. You know, you don't get the weather <clears throat> like you do, you know, in some places. So, um, you know, you got a pretty good look at it. But to d- adjust your defense, if it's real windy, you know they're going to run the ball probably more and and throw the ball short. So that you know that makes a little bit of difference in what you're thinking. Coach, I want to get your thought. There's been a, a lot of reaction, not all positive, about the the style of defense. It's a three, three, five. And mm-hmm. what do you what do you I know Rocky Long's kind of the the godfather of the three three five, but what do you know about it? What do you think about it? How can it work? Well, I don't know anything about it really, to be honest with you. It's um, uh, it's it's giving your people a lot of chances to run. Your backers are, you know, you're sitting there with uh, you know three backers and 
three down linemen, so you have an extra DB. Oh, you know, you're playing with a nickel back uh, who you can move around and do things with. And I assume, you, you know, he's kind of an adjuster and he's a blitzer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and it could be a good defense. I don't I don't know on the edge what it's like. I don't I I can see that it, it kind of limits your 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 blitzing maybe a little bit in some some cases it may be, you know, maybe makes it more more of a blitz package uh, than I than I think. Um but uh you know, that's another thing if you want to be a pressure defense, if you're a man coverage defense or a zone a lot of that, a lot of that makes a you know a big difference in in a defense. Uh, you know, you can go from very aggressive to you know very conservative. It you know, <clears throat> but it, it looks like they're going to have a chance to you know move around a little bit, and uh, uh, you know you have to find have do you have the right personnel? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. <laughs> That that's a big thing, you know. You you better have three good backers that can run and cover and and things like that. Uh, so you know, and, and who knows who's going to be here? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, you don't you don't really know. I and and I assume that then you have to go out and find somebody. You know, you're going to have to take somebody that uh, has left a place to play somewhere else, and uh, you know, I I would guess that they're not they weren't starters where they were, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're you know you're you're talking about maybe a, a good player but not a great player. Coach Troy McBride's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and, and Coach, you, you've just alluded to that the fact that it's all about getting the right personnel and to run the defense properly, but you're a guy who's always been a 4-3 guy, and I want to get your take. Do you still think the 4-3 is the, the, the best defense to run, or, or why did you run the 4-3 as opposed to running a 3-4 or a 3-3-5? Just talk me through that for a second. Well, a little bit. A little bit it had to do with sometimes, you know, we, I don't think it was the total thing. I think we wanted to get uh, the backers in, we felt like they could cover better. We wanted to get pressure off the edge a little better than we did in the, uh, you know, in, in the odd front. Um, and then, and we wanted to be simple, and but we wanted to p- put ourselves in position to have blitz packages and keep the coverage the same. So we had a lot of different blitzes we could run, but we didn't change the coverage in it, and that that helped us quite a bit. Uh, we fooled our linebackers a lot, kept them up in the line of scrimmage sometimes and backed them off and sometimes to make it a little tough on the read to the quarterback and who's coming and who's not. Uh, so there were in disguises. If you can disguise your your secondary, uh, uh, that was the big thing with us is to try to disguise our secondary a little bit. And uh, so... You know, there were some some things that people didn't do. One was, like I said, one was fooling the linebackers and uh, uh, moving them up. And sometimes it looked like we had all our linebackers standing up in the line of scrimmage. And we we went up in there until the ball was snapped. And, and that's the thing you have to really work on. I mean, that doesn't happen overnight because people always bat. You'll see people fooling, but they're backing out of there before the play starts. <laughs> and so on and so forth, and and we were a gap responsibility team, so I think there's a lot of different styles of doing it, 
we had uh, guys standing. And when you have when you have a front with no outside guys up on the line of scrimmage, uh, you know you pretty much know. You know it's easy for your back, <clears throat> easier for your back to find out who's coming and who's not. <clears throat> who's not. And uh, you know I don't know how much they get involved with uh, with running that fifth back, defensive back as far as. You know, Blitz, and I'm not familiar with that, and I'm sure there's a lot of tricks with that thing. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, talking the 335 and Tony White. Coach, you, we, we've touched on personnel a couple of different times, and when you switch to the 4 3, tell us a little bit what made you confident in, in your personnel, because you guys were different to get that speed on the field. You kind of right. went you went inside out with Ed Stewart, a safety that's playing backer. A lot of your safeties like a Terrell Farley or Jamel Williams, uh-huh. those hybrid guys were so talented against the run, but, man, they were demons off the edge. And then, of course, your defensive line was super fast and could still stop the run. Right. That, well, that, that was the whole thing is, is we, we turned a lot of what you'd call good players down. You knew I can film, but they just didn't couldn't run mm. like we'd like them to. And uh, so a lot of we weren't afraid to put our, our uh, outside backers, put their hands on the ground. So we really didn't move people into those positions. I mean, we recruited a little different with them, you know, they. You know, you don't. We we've had guys that were 195, 210 in that area play, but most of them were somewhere in the 230 range, and um, you know, but they were they were uh, scorpions. I mean, they could they could really motor, and um, our linebackers were probably fastest players on our team. Um, uh, you know, some of them were sub. In that in those days they were you know somewhere around ten six ten five hundred meter guys. Wow! That could really really motor and um, you know I think Jamel and some of those guys ran in high school and they Jamel ran a, a hundred yard dash and I know in Florida I think it was nine four was uh, you know was the time that he had down there but he was a consistent nine five guy and. You know, so we had those kind of those that kind of speed coming off the edge, and their tackles just couldn't handle it. Um, <laughs> but the, if you look at a three-man front with a, out of out of a uh, you know the old fifty-two or, mm-hmm. or three-four defense or whatever you want to call it, if you look at that and you take one defensive lineman out and add him with a speed guy, that that right away your team's faster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we basically had guys that were really good athletes on the edge, and then we had the Peter brothers and Danny Noonan, and you know we had we had guys inside that were you know basically they were big, strong, physical guys. Now our three tech, we we ran some offset nose out of that package, and we had. Uh, um, you know, some guys that could really move quick. There were quicker guys, uh, Mike Murray, and some of these people that were really, I mean, really beat the center, hit the gaps quick, and, and were able to penetrate. Uh, so there's a different, different kids would, hit, would do a little different things, but normally we had 
instead of having three defensive linemen, we had two inside, and then the outside guys were what you would consider outside linebacker-type guys. We ran some zone blitzes and some things like that, which they dropped. And, in fact, everybody on our front dropped at some point in time in our coverages. And uh, mostly it was the nose. In fact, at one time, Steve Warner nose was leading the team in interceptions with three. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell Steve about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had the best hands, too. I Believe it or not, he really did have good hands. I mean, he... He, he really did, and he had, he had a knack for, for knocking balls down when in the pass rush. Some guys have it and some guys don't, you know, but he did. He could he knocked quite a few balls down when he was rushing the passer, and, you know, so <clears throat> there's those kind. But you, it, it's easy to find personnel, um, you know, and, and we made linebackers like Eddie Stewart was – one of them, he was so mad at me, you know, for a while because he was a strong safety, and that's what he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play in the secondary, but he was the strongest and the biggest of them, and he was fast, and and we moved him inside. And, of course, after he got used to it, he loved it and ended up being, <laughs> ended up being an All-American. So I guess that's okay. <laughs> you know? yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it depends on the – Depends a lot on on your on your on your recruiting. You have to really zero in on what what you're going to do. Yeah, coaching. That, that's where I was going to go next with it. We only got about two minutes left here, so uh, only a, a little bit of time. But I wanted to ask if you were building up a defense from scratch, bringing your scheme in from somewhere else, and, and trying to to make a new defense. Where would you start in recruiting? Well, what position group do you think is the most important to, to build a solid foundation for your defense? Well, the inside guys, the defensive line is really important. I mean, it, number one is we worked hard at not letting people off on the linebackers. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they had a scholarship, you know, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to save them all the way. But, you know, you, you, you want to try to keep the guys off, use your hands well, keep them off the backers if you can, as long as you can. Uh, a, a fraction of a second makes a difference because you can get a linebacker, uh, uh, keep him in a good enough position where he can still make a play and not overrun something or whatever. But uh, that, usually the two inside guys, were re- the defensive line, two inside guys are really important. I mean, the two tackles, one was a nose, but we played him in what we called two techniques, which was an even look. You know, right? We paid them head up. A lot of guys are offset and things like that, and uh, that way they didn't know what side we were going left or right. It was a little easier to, mm. you know, to disguise what we were doing. And people knew what we were doing. We just, we just played the blocking schemes better than they could block them. <laughs> That works. Charlie McBride with us a Monday with Charlie, Coach. It's awesome to spend time with you. We'll. Be sure to catch up next Monday and, and talk some more Nebraska football. We thank you kindly for your insight and, and taking time with us today. Okay, well, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you next week. Have a nice week. You too, Coach. Take care. Okay. Yep, I know. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride with us. A Monday with Charlie on Hale Varsity Radio. Just pretty insightful there with, all right, here's uh, – Here's how the old sausage was made. Get two 
badasses on the interior, put speed to their right and left shoulder pad, uh, get two more speed demons off the edge that are hybrid-type guys that will kick your butt in the run game, uh, have a guy like uh, an Ed Stewart or a Phil Ellis or a Carlos Polk in the middle, and then, oh, yeah, your secondary's on an island, uh, Baron Miles or... Tyrone Williams or Ralph Brown, Mike Brown, Warfield. I mean, we're, we're naming NFL people all throughout. And there's an NFL guy that starts, and then there's a future NFL guy that backed up and a future NFL guy who backed up uh, the second-team guy and the first-team guy. See, whenever he said it, it sounded a lot more simple than however you just laid it out. You laid it out there, and I go, wow. <laughs> I mean, he, they, they developed. They absolutely identified and developed. Some big names and some guys that turned into big names. Uh, Are some big names on the horizon? Brady Altman's Talks official visit weekend next.